You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Thanks, Tyler. Well, it is really good to, uh, to be back. It's been since the 13th of March, so it's been a while. And so um, I do show up during the week. But, uh, but I'm not here on a Sunday morning, so I, I am really grateful to be here. As Tyler has, has shared already, we want to talk about how God values us as well as how we value you, um, of course, in the church. And um, so I, what I'm hoping in this next little bit is that um, what I share will hope fuel um, sort of your, your faith and your passion um, for his purposes in your life. And I'm, you know also hoping to show you um, from from the word in various ways the value that God has for each of us. Um, this isn't the text that I'm going to look to uh, just yet, but there is a, uh, a scripture in Psalm 17.8, and it says, keep me as the apple of your eye. And if I'm completely honest, there's an element to this that I just think, that's just weird, right? Um, and maybe uncomfortable. An apple in your eye perhaps could be somewhat uncomfortable. But what the um, psalmist was trying to say in this is that it was a Hebrew metaphor expressing that something was very dear and greatly valued. And, and so this is who we are to God. We, we to God are his treasured creation. We are highly valued. Um, I hope this morning you'll leave feeling valued, feeling encouraged, knowing your place in God's eyes. And so I love, I love at creation, um, that God calls everything he created good until he gets to us, right? This is probably nothing new, but it says, the Bible says, he made man in his own image, male and female, he created them. And then it says, God sees what he created, and he says it was very good. It's like, we're, creation is good, but then it just goes to another level when we're created, and it's like, you're very good. There was something unique about us, right? It's very clear. There was something unique about us. And, um, and obviously, some of us are a little more unique than others, um, but there was something unique about us. When I look at creation, I'm often um, just awestruck by creation. Um, there's a lot of different videos that, that describe just the expanse of, of what God has created, and it, it continues to just leave people just, wow, this is, this is huge, right? And to be honest, when I look at humans, I'm not as impressed, Right? I mean, you look at the, look at what God created and it's like, that's really spectacular. Humans, on the other hand, eh, right? But God, God doesn't see it this way at all, right? He, he sees creation as good and he sees us as his prized creation. Now, maybe some of you are like, I don't know if I believe that, right? Sometimes it's hard to believe. Maybe our upbringing has sort of uh, skewed our view of ourselves. But this is where we need to apply the word to our lives instead of our circumstances to our lives and say, yeah, God, this is, this is how, how much you value me. 
And because we are his prized creation, his desire was not only to display his love to us, his value to us through the death and resurrection of his son, but also through his continued work and presence in our lives. Right? So there's, there's this incredible love act that we all have experienced. Most of us have probably experienced. But it's like he doesn't just leave it at that. He wants to continue to be involved in our lives and continue to reassure and let us know daily how valuable, val- valuable we are. So Ephesians 2.10, and, and the, this scripture will be up again, a, a famous scripture that many of you have read. It says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. I mean, a fantastic scripture. And I was thinking about this. And it's like, if I'm not interested in something, or I don't value something, right? I generally don't bother with it. I'm sure many of you would be in the same boat, right? I find other things that will, that will use my time and effort, right? I'll find things that I'm actually interested in. So, for example, I'm not really bothered with art. I know lots of artists, but I'm not really bothered with art. It, it never, I guess it's never really been interesting to me, right? I appreciate it, but I don't really see the value in it. I mean, when I walk into a room and I see a piece of art on the wall, and it's like worth a ridiculous amount of money, I'm just like, I could have totally done that. Like, it's just a bunch of splashes on a white piece of canvas, right? I don't see the value of it. However, I do see value in my family, right? So, so as a dad, as a husband, I, I want, I, I guess I want to do everything that I can to better myself, but I also want to help them become all that they were called to be, or, you know, all they can be. That's like, that's something that I want to see happen in their lives. So I have this, I value them. I'm interested in their lives and I want to do everything I possibly can to see them sort of succeed, right? Because God values us or values you, because you are his prized creation, his desire is to shape and mold us. It's to shape and mold you so that you will walk in the fullness that he has for us. That's That's his desire for our lives. And I really believe that it brings no greater joy, right, to God's heart than when, um, when we're living sort of in our sweet spot. You know, when you think of just the journey that, that, um, Samantha had just kind of shared with us, right? That it's like she's living in her sweet spot. It didn't just happen. There was some work that needed to be done. There were some things that needed to take place. She had to, uh, give it all, right? But the results at this point is kind of like her living in that sweet spot. And God, God just loves to see us living in that sweet spot. Um, it's just sometimes not very comfortable to get to that sweet spot. So the scripture again, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And this word literally, um, means a thing of his making, a work of masterful creativity. I mean, he's the greatest creator of all time, right? I mean, and and we were created in his image. And, and so as we read this, I don't want you to think about sort of like that clunky project that fell apart after you made it or put it together, right? Don't think of 
um, the cake that you made and uh, when you took your first bite, it was horrible because like the recipe was all off, right? Don't, don't think of it that way, but think of it more as like this work of masterful creativity is like something that captures your attention and causes um, your jaw to drop. Right, so I was thinking of things that cause maybe your jaw to drop, right? So, so a beautiful painting, though I don't really value painting, as I've already said, a beautiful painting sometimes to some would just be like, wow, right? Maybe a grand building, um, you know, there's, there's some great shows on TV where you can see some of these incredibly architect, that's buildings, that didn't make sense, but anyways, um, just these grand designs, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Or, you know, the other, yesterday, Kyle and I and the family were driving home from my grandma's and we saw this Austin Martin cruise by and the windows were open and you just, the sound was just like incredible. And it was just a thing of beauty, right? And, and, um, that just was like me and Silas are like, wow, right? And then Tyler, he has this real love for bikes. And, and so when he sees a bike, his jaw would drop. Now me, when I see a bike, I'm like, yeah, that's all right, but I, I really like cars, right? And so these are things that are like, that capture our attention. All of these things were, at the end of the day, were thought through with utmost care. Before, before we saw them cruising down the road or hanging on a wall or, you know, positioned in some sort of location in, in London or whatever, um, the designer saw the finished product, right? He saw that first and then said, let the process begin. And I think in the same way with God, he sees us as jaw-dropping, if we can use that term, uh, a jaw-dropping masterpiece, because we are his treasured possessions, uh, because we are highly valued by him. And so it's like he sees this finished product, and he's willing to, to do what it takes to get you to that place, because he just values you greatly. See, from from our sort of, in many ways, warped, right, human perspective, simply because we don't often see how God truly sees us, we have a hard time accepting his value for our lives, right? We don't, we see the flaws, we see the stuff, we see the the comments that maybe people make about us, which shouldn't happen but does, and 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 we we begin to believe those things instead of the value that God puts on our lives and the things that he says about us. And so we, we have a hard time accepting his value for our lives. And then this ultimately impacts how we live out our lives. And so what I, I guess what I want us to take away this morning, um, so that I give Tyler a bit of time to share is, uh, is I want to maybe inform you or remind you or encourage you that we have so much worth in God's eyes. And the reality is that we are priceless to him, right? We, God is absolutely absorbed with you. Again, that seems sort of crazy to think the, the one that created all things is absorbed with your life, but he truly has that capability and is truly just passionate about you and desires to just journey with you. Um, we are his masterpiece. You are a work of art that is still in process, but I'm so thankful in good hands right? That's the truth, is that we are in good hands when we are sort of um, journeying with the Lord. And so I guess um, my last thought before Tyler comes is simply this, 
let's live from his value for us, right? Because his value for us, it doesn't waver, right? But if you're anything like, like me, um, how we see ourselves does waver, right? And so that's why it's so important that we, we don't, in a sense, unless you have a really awesome value of yourself that then stick with it, go with it. But, but if you're kind of like, I don't know, I sometimes just have struggles. It's like, this is where we need to say, okay, God, I'm going to just, I'm going to believe what you say about me and you say I'm valuable. So I'm going to go with that because that just makes me feel better ultimately. So as, as, as his treasured body, the, the body of Christ, right? That's who we are. Let us continue to yield to, to God who generously um, has done and is doing this work in our lives so that we will ultimately um, see his kingdom advance through our lives on earth. And that's really, I think, at the end of the day, as we sort of share on Sundays and do life during the week, we, we want to move from this place of value and ultimately impact um, our surroundings. Yeah? Okay, well, Tyler, if that was a mess and you have to fix anything, I'm really sorry. I'm glad you're next. Uh, yes. Everything you said is true. We are valued. And you know, it's funny in life is that one negative comment can stick with us far more than any compliment that we receive. And I guess this, uh, today is this reaffirming of God's comment to you. Uh, whatever negative comments have been spoken in your life, do you know what? God sees you as his masterpiece. He sees you as the finished product. He, he, he gave his life for you. And that's his view of you. If the God who created you sees you as that, then wow, you're worth it. But you know what? He also, he brings each of us into what he calls his body. And so we are not islands in this relationship with the Lord, but actually when we give our lives to Jesus, we're connected to other people immediately. We're part of his family. We're part of his body. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, the Amplified Bible says it this way. It says, now you collectively are Christ's body and individually you are members of it, each with his own special and purpose, sorry, each with his own special purpose and function. Each one of us has a special purpose and function. When God created you, he thought of his body. He didn't just think of you just independent, living your life, but actually he thought of how will I create David so David can fit into this body and bring something special, unique, that my body needs in Burgess Hill. How, how will I do that? How, what will I put in David so that actually David's life brings something of value into my body? You know, when God created our physical body, he created each part of the body with this intricacy so that each part would benefit the other parts. You don't have a toe in isolation thinking, wow, I'm a toe, I'm, I'm flopping around all over the floor. No, actually, the toe was created so it could benefit the body and the, the toe would then also be benefited by the rest of the body. It was a, it was a mutual thing. And so he, God creates you with value, but he created you also to fit into a bigger picture. It's like you're that puzzle piece, that, that puzzle piece. How many have ever done puzzles? How many discovered that when you get done and there's missing a piece, that piece is very important? If you do a thousand piece puzzle and you got one piece missing, no matter how much the rest of it looks good, that one piece that's missing is of great value. Each part of the puzzle is a great value because if it's not there, 
the puzzle is incomplete. And again, when we look at the body, when we look at us serving the Lord, each piece that He's intricately made, He's, He formed you and, and thought of you before the creation of the world. He thought, actually, what is my body going to need to look like? And what parts need to be added to the body so the body will be complete and functioning as it needs to? And so I'm going to create this piece of the puzzle in you so that when you're added, you've got a unique purpose in place that only you can fulfill. This is an amazing thing. That before time, God thought of this in such detail. And so each person brings something special to the church simply by who you are. So even before we look at what you're doing, actually who you are, your personality, the, 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 the presence that you bring to the church is actually really important. Because the church is not this building, it's not a structure, it's actually us. And so when you come to church... When you are, are part of life groups, when you're part of the community, you know, your life, you're just your very presence enriches everyone else's. It's not being part of the body isn't just about what you're doing for the body. It's about being in the body. It's about just being there. You know, I think we've had life groups, so we've had different times, and it's like when certain people aren't there, or, or when any one of the group isn't there, you think, oh, they're really missed. Where are they today? It isn't that maybe necessarily they're giving lots into the group, but actually their presence is valued, right? They're valued. And so it's, it's who you're like, it's your unique qualities, enriches every part of the body. But also, again, it's, it's each part offers something special to the life of this church. And so part, being part of Center Church, you know, your life brings something that's very special to this place. All that is done from week to week makes the church what it is today. And I, I was sitting just reflecting upon kind of what what goes on in the church and the people that serve and and I, I got a list and I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through it because I just thought it was amazing. So there's those who work with children and youth. There's those who set up for ministries and, and for church in general. There's those who do the clear up and the cleaning. There's those who greet and there's those who make teas and coffees. There are others that are buying supplies. There those are helping administratively. There's, there's many that help creatively, creativity, creatively. There we go. There are those who serve on the worship team and lead life, lead life groups. There's those who help with the night shelter and maintain the buildings and the, and the gardens. There's those who serve our missionaries and, and the missions that go on in the church. There's those who lead ministries in the church. There's those who support the different ministries in the church. There are many that give financially to the life of the church. There's People that are praying for others in the church. There's those involved with dis discipling. People that are helping with Alpha. People are involved in counseling. Serving the unemployed with Job Club. Helping the older people in the church and outside the church. Those that teach and preach. Those that give spiritually. Those that give practical oversight to the church. Those who practice hospitality. You know... The list can actually go on, but each one of these is vital in making a church a healthy church. Every one of them, every single detail, everything that you're doing in this church is of great value. And today we, we celebrate you as being part of this church family. And I, I want to take this moment just to say thank you. We wouldn't be where we are today without you. You are greatly valued. And I, I guess I, I want you to, I hope we walk away with this thought process. I'm valued by God, but I, as an individual, am valued by my church. 
I'm valued by the people that are around me. That what I do, do you know what? I can say everything that is done in this church is being noted and is valued. Sometimes people are, are sacrificed in all sorts of different ways. And it goes on month after month. You think, does anyone notice? Do you know what? Yes, it is noticed. And it is appreciated what you do. The little things sometimes are the big things in the life of the church. And so thank you. I want to thank you personally. And I know I'm excited on behalf of the oversight team. Thank you. Each person is needed for the body to reach its full potential. And again, just from this point, even looking onwards, there's a passage as we keep reading 1 Corinthians 12, 18 to 20. It says, but in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If there were one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. If you are already involved in contributing, then may you be encouraged today to keep going. Enjoy a summer's rest, but keep going. Don't feel like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. It does matter. Keep going in your service to the Lord. At the end of the day, we're serving one another, but we're serving as unto the Lord. Everything you do, whether you're cleaning up or setting up or whatever it is, where you're putting out tables or, you know what, we do everything as unto the Lord and God will reward. If the reward isn't here on earth, it certainly will be in heaven. And so keep going. If you're new or someone who maybe just lives on the peripheral, can I encourage you to, to, to be part of what's happening? The church needs you. You're that, maybe that piece in the puzzle that's missing right now. Maybe you're there hiding. And maybe we just need to pop you into place, into a role that fills what God has put in your life. We need you. God has arranged the parts of the body just as he wants them to be. And so if you feel called to be part of this church, I encourage you to be engaged with it. Be part of what is going on or even possibly start something new. You know, sometimes we think of we can be in church and think, oh, it's so frustrating. This is never done. Do you know what? Maybe it's frustrating for you because it's something that you could do. Something that you could maybe start. Maybe it's a ministry that we haven't even, we're not even doing in the church because you're that piece of the puzzle that's not plugged in yet. I encourage you to do it. You are valued here. Let there be no doubt today that each one of you, God values, and he has a plan for you, and he has placed you in this body. And so I just say thank you again for your role of what you've been doing and what you'll continue to do in this church. I believe great things are yet to come as we journey forward in, in the things God has put in our hearts. But it takes each one of us. And I thank you for being part of this and journeying with us. You know, no church is perfect. I recognize that we are not perfect. So I'm... Um, Hannah's just waving at me and I'm not able to do two things at once. <laughs> Quickly distracted. But we're believing for God to do great things as we move forward. And I, I'm excited that God has brought you into this church family. And we're looking forward to what God has as we journey forward. So I'm going to close in prayer. And uh, we're going to then enjoy one more song. And then we're going to um, have a barbecue. I see smoke billowing with the sacrifices of praise that are going on outside. But I'm going to call the worship team. Can, can you believe that? So we have a timer on the wall, and we both, Tyler and I, have spoke in 22 minutes. Mark it down in history. This was the day.
the only day this happened. Maybe it's the motivation of food coming, I don't know. Why don't you stand with me, please? And uh, I'm going to get the worship team to come. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.